0: Open with me to Luke chapter 1. Kind of going to the l- same text I used last week. It'll be a little expanded. I like this theme about with God all things are possible. Don't you? Because really that's what this is all about. It's funny. I. Sh- I I shrink from Christmas tradition sometimes because every day should be a fresh day with Jesus, right? I mean, every day Jesus should be born afresh and anew in your life. And we should have a relationship that is constantly being renewed, right? The Bible says that our lives are renewed daily. And so I just, you know, while I, I like tradition, I love Christmas. I do love Christmas. I love Family and gift-giving and all that stuff, you know. I like receiving gifts, too, you know. But um, I just feel like we, we don't, our, our household, we have our own traditions and things we do, right? We usually camp out together for the day, and pretty much, it's an eating marathon, you know. <laughs> it's an eating marathon. It's just, we eat. And so, I, but in all that, Jesus, we try and keep Jesus as the focus of the day, and in the midst of gifts, you know, I always would read the kids the, the Bible text, and the, we'd always get in the morning. We'd just take care of that, and just read the scripture, and and just really just soak in on the word a little bit, and then we do our daily things and, and enjoy one another, right? Because it is—it's about family, isn't it? You got to enjoy those and love those ones that you have around you, right? Because pretty soon, right? I just posted. Pictures. I just posted that picture from them being little, little. Well, they went that little, but I'm like, man, my kids are adults now. It's scary. And um, but time goes by so quickly, so we just have to enjoy. But I just want to encourage us with with a few words tonight that Jesus is coming to the earth. Right? He came as a baby. But I want, I want us to see that he's constantly in this three-pronged coming to the earth. He came as a child. He came as the as son born to Mary. And he came to you and me when we received salvation. Yeah? He came to your life when you received him as Savior. And if you didn't tonight, you should before you leave this place. Because he is the most amazing person you would ever meet. <laughs> and his life... That he was sent here, that you would be sent free, that your whole life, that the relationships would be restored back to God, that the foundation of who you are and your maker and the one who created you, you would join with to be one. And so I want to encourage us tonight that the gospel is power. You know, I like the story of baby Jesus and all that, but he is coming as a coming reigning king. And he should be coming as a reigning running king into your life every day, daily, like changing things on the inside, transforming your life. And I want to just encourage you because, you know, there's, there's a couple things that Advent itself, the word means coming. <laughs> the Advent, which we use as a traditional word, it's the coming of the Lord. It's the appearance of God. How many want God to appear in their life tonight? I want God to just come into my life and really appear and, and and become manifest, and that when people come near me, the light of God is on me. They can smell the fragrance of Christ on me. There's something different about you because you believe, you believe you're a believer, and things happen around you because you carry the atmosphere that of who God is. Right? And so I just want to encourage us, Matthew chapter one and verse 23. And you don't have to go, but it says this, it's, the church, it's, behold, the virgin shall come, shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. That's what I just said, right? We want God with us. And he didn't just come to the earth to, be, uh, to show up and appear one time in an event and to die and to be resurrected, that the believers, that everyone who he touched, that humanity, who he came to reconcile to God, was all of a sudden orphans, were without God. No, he came that we would be adopted sons and daughters, that our lives would be absolutely overtaken by Jesus Christ. How many know what overtaken looks like? That means you don't look like yourself. That means you're hidden in Christ. That means that the the power of Jesus Christ came to your life, and it says that you what? Died. And so I just want to touch a few things tonight, because in the birth, uh, in this this section of of Scripture, we'll start with verse uh, 20. Let's just start with verse 26. How's that? Luke chapter 1. I'm back to where I told you we would be. But I want to talk about the birth and his story coming to earth. And then we'll get into some other things because I really feel like God wants to help us with our thinking on, on what actually Jesus looks like when he comes. <laughs> when he comes to you, something's got to change. When he comes to you, the man, the person of the Holy Spirit comes inside of you and eradicates things that you don't need anymore, right? He came to annihilate death, hell, and the grave. Amen. See, really, we've got to learn to preach the gospel, Come on. the simplicity of the gospel, and Christmas is a perfect time to do that, but we should never lose the message of his resurrection, Right? And even the Christmas story. So I just want to encourage you tonight. Verse 26 says this. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to the city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and and shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Someone should say, yeah, amen on that. And then Mary said to the angel, how can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. And he said this Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your, your relative, has conceived a son in her old age and is now the sixth, in the sixth month of her who was who called barren. Ready? For with God, nothing will be impossible. And then Mary said, because this has to do with the whole scripture that I just read, Behold the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for what you're about to do. You can only do it in these moments. And we thank you for your Holy Spirit right now that's going to open the word to us. You're going to release the kingdom inside of us, you're going to expose things that need to be exposed. You're going to shake things that need to be shaken, and Lord, you're going to bring us into new places that we need to go to. And so I thank you, Father, for every person in, in the hearing of my voice right now, whether they be on Facebook, whether they be in this room. Father, I thank you for what you're about to do. I thank you for the message of Jesus. I thank you. You have sent a messenger, and his name is Jesus, and he's come to us in these days, and we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. So I just want to look at a few things, because this whole thing is what, about an angelic encounter, and God wants to come and visit his people, and he usually announces big things before they happen, right? And so we have this encounter, that this angelic encounter, and so the Holy Spirit comes and speaks, obviously, through the angel Gabriel, Gabriel brings a message to Mary and provokes her and says this. I just want you to see a couple things. Back in Matthew when I said, the virgin shall be with child. He says the same thing, right? Because of what? Purity, we can receive the son. What does that mean? That means that Jesus already came. Jesus came so that we might be free. Jesus came and he brought righteousness to us. But let me tell you this, that when we have a pure heart, we can receive something from the Lord that we're unable to receive because of purity in our hearts. There's an increase of what God can do in your life because of a pure heart. What does it say? Jesus said this. He said, the pure in heart shall see God. And so I want to encourage us that anything that gets in the way of purity needs to be removed God wants to remove those things that stop us from seeing and encountering the Lord Jesus in fullness. Right? Because God wants to bring a seed to your life. Just like He did Mary. I love this. Mary had what? It says the Bible says that she had favor. There was something about Mary that God wanted to deposit His seed into her that the The person of Jesus would grow inside of her. And the power of the Most High, it says, it's like the word is the same as as Peter's shadow healed the sick. So when we understand and know what was happening with Mary, this was a supernatural. This is why Christmas is so important. Because it was a supernatural invasion of God to the earth. And so when he was born to the earth, he came that he might bring life and life more abundant. Christ was born into the world, not of the world. And see, I think sometimes... In the church, we get confused about that fact. Jesus came to the church outside the world. It's heaven invading earth. And really, this is the message of Jesus, that Jesus came down and he set the entire world free. All of humanity free with one act. One act of obedience, he came and set the whole entire world free. All of humanity. Not one. I don't care what anyone did. It doesn't matter, right? One act of obedience. Romans tells us, right? That through one act, it's all restored. And so he came into our lives, into our history, into our story from the outside. not a man becoming God. He's not a man becoming God. He was already God and became a man. And so while the Bible tells us that he was tempted in every way, we know that he overcame every temptation. And he broke the power of sin through his obedience, right? Right? So everything that would separate us from the love of God was no longer an any valid issue. It was broken because of Jesus Christ's obedience. And all we have to do is say, Jesus, come into my life. Amen. All you have to do today is say, God, even if even if you've known the Lord, I like it because it's I get mercy every day it's new. Amen. Like I love that, that the mercy of God is new every day, every morning. His life is brand new every day. And if you are in a place tonight where you're stale and dry, and like I said last week, if you don't have fire, you got to ask, God, why? Why is the fire of what who you are not burning inside of me tonight? Why is the fresh understanding of the cross and salvation and God coming to me personally? He wants to come to your life just like he did Mary overshadow your life and put the seed of God inside of you because he has seeds of destiny for your life that you are to grow inside of you. And so while the message is Jesus Christ came to the earth, he came into our history. He came into, he's outside of, he's he's eternal, right? We don't get that, we don't understand that. He came out of eternity into the present to live as a man. And so, in the same way, when, we're, when we receive Jesus Christ, when the power of the Holy Spirit draws us to the Father, because you can't be drawn to Christ unless you're drawn by the Spirit of God, right? right? You can't be. And so, tonight, the Holy Spirit calls us into a place where we live close, where we live in an abiding place with Him, with a life that we've known in the past may be broken, the chains of anything that holds you in a place outside of the fullness of who he is can be broken and shattered. That's who Jesus is. So no matter what your past holds, he holds your future. No matter what it looks like, what you've been through, he's over that, he's past that, he's pulling you into your future. And so Paul says this, because I want you to see this. Paul says this in Galatians 4.19. He says, my little children for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. Jesus Christ is wanting to come to your life personally today. I don't care if you've been walking with the Lord 10 minutes. 20 years, 30 years, Jesus wants to come to your life brand new today. Because if Christ is not formed inside of you, then something's missing. If If the life of Christ is now not bearing fruit in us, then something's missing. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Let me tell you something about Mary. Mary was available. Someone told me, said, I'm, I just want to be the, the sixth office. <laughs> you know, we have pa- apostles, prophets, pastors. I've said this before. I said, I just want to be available. Right, so no matter who you are in this room tonight, All you need to do is be available for God to use you. All you need to do is be available for God to overshadow your life. All you need to do is be available for the Holy Spirit to come into your life. My little children, for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. What was Paul's desire? Paul's desire was that the church would look like Jesus. Would look exactly like Christ would like, look like the person of Jesus, would have the nature, would have the character, would have the gifts, would have the power, would have the, all the things that Jesus had, the church would look like that. And it didn't stop at 70 AD. Because now it's wide open for us. So just as Jesus came into our own history, he came from the outside in. He wants to come to us from the outside, and the kingdom of God works inside of us. It grows from the inside out, right? And so, have you allowed your life to be just like Bethlehem? What is Bethlehem? Bethlehem, the word means, well, Bethel means house of bread, but Bethlehem means house of flesh. And so he's looking for us. He's looking for those who are just made of flesh. What did Jesus do? He, was a, he came into flesh. He came into flesh, and he walked the earth in the flesh. And we seem to think we've been programmed somehow. I don't know if it's our religious thinking, because most of it's religion. We think we have to do something to be free from ourselves, right? But the reality is you have to live out of the place of knowing that you're a son, knowing that you're a daughter. That's not easy. That has to come by revelation, doesn't it? Like if there's no unveiling, if there's no veil lifted, right? The God of this age has rule over your mind and your heart. And so the reality is God's coming right tonight at this moment to you to say, do you want me to come and live in your flesh? To eradicate all the things that you think that's fleshly, that's That's outside of of who I am. And And what happens is we get stuck living, not activating the life of the Spirit in our lives. I can't enter, I can't see the kingdom unless I'm what? Born again, the Bible tells me. I can't see the kingdom unless I'm born again unless I've received Jesus Christ as my Savior, unless I've received all of who he is. And then I just want to look at this for one minute. Revelation chapter 19, because we just talked briefly about Jesus coming to earth, Jesus coming to you. And now we're going to look at the third thing, which is Jesus coming back again. (laughs) And I don't know what you think of that, but he is coming back. Is it tomorrow? Probably not. (laughs) 19, verses 6 and 7. And I heard, as it were, a voice of great multitudes and a sound of many waters, as the the sound of mighty thundering, saying, hallelujah. For the Lord God Omnipotent reigns; the Lord God All-Powerful reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice, and give Him glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and His what? His wife has made Himself ready, made herself ready. What does that look like? This is Jesus. This is the beginning. Verse in chapter 19. In the next few chapters, we see the revelation. Because revelation, to, <laughs> without getting into it. But it depends on how you're looking at the book of Revelation because the Re- book of Revelation is really just a, a revealing of who Jesus Christ is. This is how I look at it. It's the revealing of Christ. You can get all your charts and dragons and you know creatures and all that stuff, but you're not going to be able to make plain sense. And you can call this one the nation of Rome and that one Russia and this and all that. And you can have all your charts and I take, keep your charts. Because really it's about God. Understanding who God is. It's about understanding who Jesus Christ and the coming King is. And what is God looking for? God is looking for a bride that will make herself ready. When's Jesus coming? When the bride's ready. When's Jesus coming? When the bride's all ready. When the bride is pure, clean, and spotless. Wow. And what does that even look like? And the bride is looking, right, really connected with the groom, in unity with the groom, knowing that the presence of God is going to fill the whole earth. Because I'm prophesying to you again, the glory of the Lord will fill the whole entire earth. That's what my Bible says. And so we know, we know that like God calls us to a higher place. Goes back to what? Purity again. What's God looking for? He's looking for a pure, spotless bride to come and be with in fullness. And the reality is this, that God is looking for someone like Mary. He's looking for a Mary company. Can I say that? He's looking for those that look like Mary. Who have the nature of Mary. Why? Let's go back to this again. The angel of the Lord said to her, Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One will be born. Will be called the Son of God. Verse 37. For with God, because right now she's thinking, how can this all happen? And let me just say to you, for with God nothing Will be impossible. And I heard someone say this that the that word nothing, that word nothing means this. No word spoken, no rhema word, no a word spoken. It has to come to pass. A a word spoken. That's not logos, that's not the written word, it's the spirit word. It's the word spoken and released by the spirit. When it's spoken, it has the life within itself to perform what it's supposed to do. What's that word looking for? Verse 38. Looking for this. Verse 38. And Mary said, Behold, my, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. What am I leaving with you with tonight? I'm leaving you with a decision. <laughs> I'm leaving us all with a decision tonight. To live when words are spoken, when God's word is just spoken to you right now. Jesus wants to come to your life. So the spoken word over your life is this. I've eradicated all sin from your life. I've eradicated everything. And who is it that desires me to come in such a way? Those who will understand and believe that I can do the impossible. That whatever I speak, see, here's the deal. When we think that we can do it, we don't understand God. It's probably not from God. When God gives you an assignment and you think you can complete it, it's probably not God. I'm telling you the truth. I promise you, it has to be way bigger than you. It has to be. Or I would say it's not the Lord. Here's the deal. For with God, nothing will be impossible. (laughs) And Mary says, and you say, let it be unto me according to your word. What does that look like? Let it be to me according to your word. God has things that he's spoken before time over your life. Before time. Before you were born. It was all plotted out over your life. The thing is, do we agree with God on it? Are you in agreement with the Lord on it? You have to be, because if you're not, it might just go by you. The Holy Spirit wants to come to you and really reveal himself in such a way. Listen. What we need to ask the Lord is for the ability to step aside so that he can step in. Do you get that? If I, if I if I can do anything, if the Lord would just speak to me anything, Lord, give me the ability to step aside so that you can step in. Here's the problem: we think we know it all, we think we have the answers we think we know the best way, but what is it? It's usually the ma- that our own ways lead to death. Our own wisdom is usually leading to death, usually, usually leading us to dead ends. But the Lord wants to do this. He wants to come to your life so that you can step aside. When he speaks something, you learn to step and move aside so that he can step in. heard someone say one time he said he was looking at someone and it was like one of the first times that the holy spirit really moved on his life that he would be able to see past what, what he was seeing in the natural and he heard the voice of the holy spirit say move over so that I can see how many want to live out of that place i don't know i want to live out of that place i want to live out of that place where i'm yielded to god i'm yielded to the holy spirit because what happens is we try to do religious things we try to do certain things to get God's attention when the reality is, yeah, we do good works. We do good works. I said this last week, but the the Lord wants to speak to us and he wants to speak to you personally and he wants to drop a word in your heart and he wants you to respond to that by saying, God, I'll do whatever it takes. Let it be unto me according to your word. When the fire fell, when Elijah was in the midst of the prophets, the false prophets, Prophets of Baal. He was waiting for the sacrifices. They sacrificed and they cut themselves and they failed themselves. And then he said, Build the fire, build the offering, build the altar. So they rebuilt the altar of the Lord. And then what he did, he put the water on and he said, Pour the water over it. Why? To make it look impossible. Keep pouring the water and he said if my god's the god the true god and then he spoke to the lord he said lord let it be done according to what your word so the fire came down and consumed the offering of the lord what is god wanting to consume in your life some of us think that god can't move in certain areas because they're so drenched with all everything that that the fire of God can't hit it. And I'm telling you right now, God can consume that thing in a moment if we just allow him to move us, if we just move aside so he can move in. The problem is we don't, we're, a, we're a, be a, in our, ready? In our flesh, in our house of meat, because that's what it actually meant, Bethlehem, house of meat. In our flesh, we want to do things. But God's saying, I want to come and visit Bethlehem. Can I find one person that will just move aside so that I can move in? Will you move aside so I can move in? And God wants to bring the fire of heaven down and the overshadowing of his presence down over your life if you'll just move aside. that quote. That quote came from a man named William Branham. I was listening to something this week, and, I, and I, it just resonated with me. Because he was the, the, the guy who was teaching it was talking about supernatural power coming to the earth. He said, the greatest gift that God gave, this is William Branham speaking, who was a prophet who went all over the world. The greatest gift God gave him was the ability to step aside so that God could step in. Why? Because God can flow through any one of you if you learn to step aside and let him in. He moved through Mary's life. Why? Because she stepped aside and he moved in and brought salvation to the entire planet. Things that were spoken over humanity for thousands of years came into convergence through one person's obedience. Was there anything special? Is she the blessed mother? She had favor on her life. She's not a god. She's just a human. She's like you and I. And God wants to bring us into a place where we're completely obedient to what he says. And in obedience, things begin to happen. Because you're available. Because you're back to just being available so God can But no doubt about it, if you don't want it, he won't come. No doubt about it, if you, if you want to live in a place of half obedience, it won't happen. If you want to live in a place where you think your own thoughts and want to move in that way, it's not going to happen. But I tell you, if we set aside those things, God will come and he'll rule and reign in your life. Rule and reign in your life, so what? Not that you're controlled by something or someone. Because right? I want my life to be controlled by the Lord, right? But he gives me complete freedom and he gives me complete liberty to be the person who he's called me to be so that I live things out in passion and life so that the Spirit of God can ignite my life. So I guess I want, I want to take communion. Communion be a little extended, but that's all right. You'll be all right. I just want to encourage you tonight. I knew that was happening. So here's what we'll do. Yeah. Joe, want to help me? Maybe just go up and down the aisles just hold on to the elements, all right? Just go up and down, I guess. it's just serve. I just encourage you tonight. God's looking for everyone in this room to live a life you move aside that you set yourself apart so the Spirit of God can come and invade your life I want my life completely yielded to Him and so as we as we prepare for communion here's the deal It shouldn't just be another act of what we do. It shouldn't be just another religious thing that we do. It's communion with the Father. It's communion with Jesus. We commune with Jesus. And the brightness of who He is comes on our life because we've given ourselves away. You have to give yourself away. You can't keep the things. that <laughs> I'm learning every week. Another piece, another piece. Lord wants this, he wants that. The things that aren't bad, they're just not profitable. You understand what I'm saying? I want stage three. God, come to my life. And then I want him to come. I want him to come to the earth. I want him to set up his, his reign on the earth. With the glory of the Lord, the new heavens and the new earth, there's such glory on the earth. And you think we're just going to be up there playing harps? What do you think? No, there's a life, an eternal life that we're going to have. not just like you go to heaven and there's life you get your mansion and you retire. No, no, no. What does it look like? you got to live forever. You're already living forever. If you made a decision to live and give your life to Jesus, you are living. You're not going to have eternal life. You have eternal life tonight. Just really, I feel like there's something in communion tonight that we're going to receive and we're going to release people and we're going to release things from our lives in ways we haven't. stand with me I just want to If we take the bread together, I just want to I just want to talk to you, man. Because the bread symbolizes Jesus' body. Why was his body broken? Why was he whipped? And when he was whipped and scourged, there was metal and glass that actually opened up his organs. This is just, I don't mean to be graphic, but I do. But the reality is, it, it opened him up. It opened his flesh up tore his and probably ripped bone out of his collarbone and, and did so many things externally to his body but his body, the Bible tells us in Isaiah 53 that it was broken, that we would be healed and it's not something that happened for 70 years and then after the apostles died it doesn't happen anymore, that's nonsense Because if he was the same yesterday, today, and forever, that means that the healing bomb goes through all eternity until we're perfect. So tonight, I want you to, I want to just, I want you to, as I'm going to do it, because I'm going to call out some people's names, that I believe, I'm believing for healing for people. I want you to do the same. I want you to pray, and I want you to begin to, Declare healing over people who need healing in your family, people who are your friends who need healing from cancers. We can believe for healing for cancers. Yes. So I just want you to begin to declare that right now, even now. Father, we just thank you. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for Danielle Tozer. I just speak to anything that's going on in her body right now, in her stomach and in, in her uh, intestines, Father, right now. I just declare. And you just pray the same. Pray to yourself. Just declare. It. Don't worry about me. I'm just going to be louder than the rest of you. But, Lord, we just declare. We thank you for healing that comes through the broken body. Lord, we thank you for healing that comes to her her intern, her her stomach, Father. I just declare over Brandon and Angelucci, Father, that you just heal anything, any remnants of anything going on in stomachs, Father, even throughout the whole room, Father, right now. Lord, I speak to cancers. I speak to uh, lymph nodes that are that are inflamed right now. I declare over my mother right now, over my stepmother right now, that she be made whole through the broken body of Jesus Christ, and we we partner with covenant tonight. We partner, and we believe on covenant tonight, that things that were broken by, by you, Father, that you, your body was broken so that we'd receive healing. Lord, I thank you. I just declare over the young man I prayed in the second row weeks ago, Lord, that healing would come, that the cancer the, would be broken. Lord, I just declare a sound mind over those who don't have a sound mind, that you just release that now, Father. We thank you, God. We partake together, Father, right now in these moments. In Jesus' name. take as we partake together of the, of the blood of Jesus, of the wine, of the juice we just acknowledge tonight what's happened through the blood. All sins been completely eradicated that it should restore every every single relationship. God is not too far off <laughs> that relationships aren't restored first of all to himself but we're just going to call forth those people that we know around us that don't know him those people that are, are broken relationships that need reconciliation I just want you to prophesy I want you to speak over people's lives as we, we're about to partake of this because there's power in the blood of Jesus it's already active in the earth this is just a symbol that as we're in agreement. So Father, I just pray for everyone who's got broken relationships. Lord, that you restore. Lord, those who are, who are believing uh, Christians, Lord, that there's, there's schisms and, and there's brokenness, Father, in relationships. Lord, I just ask, Lord, that you just release, Father, a complete restoration. Lord, we thank you for the blood of Jesus that restores our lives completely to you that there's power in the blood of Jesus to save us from sin, to make us righteous, to make us justified in all ways. And we thank you, Father, for the blood. I thank you for the blood of your Son. I thank you that it was shed. And I thank you for the for life in the blood. For every bit of life in the blood. And Lord, you're restoring and bringing back to complete health relationships in these moments. Sons to fathers, mothers to daughters, mothers to sons. Lord, you're bringing complete restoration. Nothing broken. Healing in the name. thank you for that, together, in Jesus' name. I just encourage you tonight. struggle during the holidays, you know, just because of family stuff, all different things, being alone, whatever it would be. And I just encourage you, don't let it just be a Christmas thing, right? Don't let it just, not to be discouraged, but to work reconciliation. Restore. God wants to restore the hearts of the fathers to the sons and the sons to the fathers. He wants to restore all things. So, Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for the reality of Christ in our midst tonight. Jesus, we love you and we we honor you tonight we ask, Lord, that you would just come. Lord, we we step outside of ourselves so that you could come in. And we give ourselves completely to you. That Christ may be formed inside of us. Lord, I declare the purity of, of who you are would come upon us, upon our character, our nature. The righteousness of Christ would be formed. And it would manifest fruit inside of our lives in ways that we haven't seen them before so over the next year and into the coming year Father we just declare I just declare over every person in this place that fruit would just begin to remain and Lord we know that without you we can do nothing without you we can't do one thing and so we put our dependency completely upon you we thank you for who you are and who you've made us to be And I just ask that you bring, you pull the veil off of anyone in this room that needs you desperately. I ask that, Lord, you help us as we speak to people, that we don't speak religiously, that we speak plainly, that, Father, we bring the fragrance, we bring the presence of Jesus, we bring the life of Jesus in our our mouth and through our actions. Father, that it wouldn't be something that we just do flippantly. Lord, we love you and we thank you.